Uh, hello, hello, check, check, check. This is mic number one. This is mic number one. Isn't that a lot of fun? Welcome to the Please Be Seated podcast. Um, today I'm here with Mark Atkinson. Hello. Um, <laughs> and we are going to be reviewing um, This Is Spinal Tap. Uh, what were your first experiences with Spinal Tap as a film or as a band? Well, uh, as a film, I think the first time I, I watched it was probably the late 80s, I would say, because by this time I was in a band because I haven't been in band since I was sort of 14 years old and I'm 50 now so by the sort of late 80s I was a gigging musician and so this is this is a film that we all watched together as a band and loved really mm. and uh, and so I've watched this one many many times I, I watched it again today just for the for the podcast yeah. and uh, I pretty much know every line inside up to be honest I've watched it that, I've watched it that many times was this I haven't be- seen it for a few years now was this before or after Almost Famous this was before, long before. This is this was made in 1982, so yeah, this is this yeah. Is long before. Almost famous with other late 80s or early 90s, I think, because it's it's. it's I think it's the 90s, wasn't it? I it's think. a similar sort of following the band in a sort of comedy way, but it's not done as much of a documentary as this. Um, yeah. So was Spinal Tap present as a band before the film, or was it the film that started the, off as the band? No, well, Spinal Tap is a, a completely fictitious band. Um, it's not a real band, even though it's made in this film out like it's a real band and the bad albums out and tour the world and all that. It's completely fictitious because they're all actors. Yeah, I didn't know if the um, albums had if they picked band. up cult following as a fake band before their albums and stuff. Oh so, no, no, yeah. this was this was uh, this was a uh, you know the, the band was formed for this film mm. if you like. I mean, it was actors that got together and and uh, I mean it's it's a largely unscripted film as well you know you can tell just by watching it that's the case as well I think they have a general idea of each scene but they just sort of improvise and you know go around it so yeah it was a it was a completely fictitious band. I was quite surprised as well as I was looking through the cast um as to how many people I didn't know were properly in it like even main parts I hadn't acknowledged who it was I think it's because it's got right. sort of its documentary front my mind doesn't link it to all oh, this could be someone I know I had no idea Billy Crystal was in it. Well, he's a very, very tiny part, isn't he? He's mm. one of the, the waiters, isn't it? One of my miming waiters. I don't think I even noticed him. I think it was till the credits I thought yeah. he was in it. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of he's the mime artist that says to the mime guy, stop talking, mime his money. and he, uh, He's literally, he's like five seconds on screen. So it's a very quick part. Yeah, yeah this is long before Billy Crystal was a, a name, you know. Mm. So, um, my first experience was quite recent, as I've been getting a lot into the classic comedies. Um, I think it was late last year that I got into it, um, and I re- watched it once. I rewatched it when we originally booked this podcast in January, and I rewatched right. it on Sunday, so yesterday, I believe, um, right. and I enjoyed it uh, a lot more on rewatch than first time round. Um, is it a British film or an American film? I couldn't think. Um, 
I'm not sure actually. I think it's, it's probably a British film, but I could be totally wrong there. But I have a feeling it's a British film. Saying all that, I think a lot of the actors are American, aren't they? Mm. You know, a lot of the band and stuff as well, yeah. even though they obviously put on them accents. But yeah. Uh, so actually, it could be an American film. I don't know. I've never really looked into that side. I will Google that later. Um, but <laughs> uh, Spinal Tap is directed by Rob Rayner, and I think it's quite interesting that we see the director as part of the documentary, and they, they don't have a yeah. you know a fake director in it as well. That we have got Rob Rayner. Um, has he done much since Spinal Tap? I've no idea. To be honest, I've never I've never looked into his career at all. I don't know. Um, but I lo- I, as I said before, I love the fact that a lot of this. <laughs> Is improvised, you know, the, a lot of the, the scenes and stuff. I think they have the general idea and they just go, go for it, don't they? I love that about it, and, you know, the spontaneity of, of the dialogue. I think this was, was probably the main start to the idea of the mockumentary um, format. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I was going to say that, well, I've just recently watched for about the fifth time the David Brent recent movie, The Life on the Road. That was exactly what I was going to say. That was exactly what I was going to say as well. Because um, I picked up the DVD which, the other day, makes... I saw it on Netflix, and I bought the DVD right. a couple of days ago, so that's all yeah. both. There's another one, and I can't think yeah, of what it is. Because um, they have to work um, when they're done. They have to be done quite well, otherwise it doesn't work at all. I can't think what the other yeah, one exactly. was. Yeah, exactly, it's a fine line. Is it st- you, uh, do you mean Still Crazy? There's one called Still Crazy that's got Bill I... Nye in don't think I know that one. Right. I'm, I'm just on Rob Rayner's IMDb page, and um, he produced A Few Good Men, and he's acted in Wolf of Wall Street and All in the Family. So he's done some things. Right. That's what he's most well-known for. And I can't really see much else as a director. Um, he's done a lot, but... I mean, it doesn't really mean much, but I haven't heard of many of them. Oh, we did um, Misery, uh, Princess Bride, when Harry met Sally. Oh, right. Stand By Me. So it's oh, really? the start of his career. He did a lot that was... I'm surprised yeah, I not his name. <laughs> yeah. And now I think he's moved yeah. a lot to TV shows and just directing yeah. TV. So his latest right. work okay. is in New Girl, and I haven't seen that, but I've heard people say no, it's good. No, no. Yeah. Um, so, at the start of the film, uh, we've got Rob Rayner's introduction, and then the titles. And we... I've just written Meet the Band, so I <laughs> believe that's when they're sitting talking about who they are, and yeah. whatnot, yeah. Um, David David St. Hubbins and Nigel Tufnell, Derek Smalls, it's the main three, isn't it? The hmm. two guitarists and the bass player. And the drummers the keep dying. The yeah, the drummers keep dying, <laughs> yeah. which is a... I, I like yeah. that sort of ongoing joke that isn't really important, but it's it's constant, which I think really works as a comedy, um, having that sort of no, constant joke. Uh, yeah. Then, yeah, I've just written, uh, we've got the whole thing about them being the new originals and then the Thames men. Um, <laughs> the new originals is a good Yeah, the name. new originals. <laughs> it is a good name, though. Um, this is good. I mean, I, lo- I love the fact that they do all that um, that fake <coughs> 60s footage hmm. of them in, in doing G- Give Me Some Money, and it's yeah. all black and white, and it's just really, really clever how they made to look really younger as well and everything like that. I think it's it's great, like this false history of the band. Because uh, one of my favourite scenes later on is when the, 
we're going through all the albums and all the reviews for all the different albums and stuff like that and Shark Sandwich gets the two week review and all that sort of stuff. Um I love all that, you know, the you know, the, all these great stories. Um and I they they as I said before about the drummer's dying, uh, it was a gardening incident and the other one choked on vomit that wasn't his own. Or yeah. they believe it not <laughs> to have been his own. And then yeah, they go off, dust for vomit. Um they go off to Philadelphia. Um Right. That's literally all I've written, and then I've got, not got much after that. I'm trying to think. <laughs> so much happens in this well, film. It, it does really, because the whole point is that I think that they're they're the, obviously the tours are as big as what they used to be, and all that sort of thing. And when Ian's getting interviewed by by the director, and he says he says, you know, before they used to play ten thousand seat arenas, now they're down to twelve hundred seat arenas. Do you think they're getting less popular? And he says, yeah. no, no, no. I think they're just. Uh, more, more selective audience, sort of thing, which is which is a great line. And, and when they do the record sign and nobody turns up and stuff, it's, mm. it's yeah, we brilliant. see the whole thing turning up later on. Um, I've actually loaded yeah. up the Wikipedia plot for anything I missed in my notes. Oh, okay. Because I started yes. writing the notes back in January, and I didn't finish them, so I continued off there and I didn't go right. in depth as with the others. <laughs> um, then we've got the controversy of smell the glove. Yes. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, I like how that <laughs> comes back as well later on when they meet the other musician. I can't remember what his name was. Um, oh yeah, um, yeah, him. That they did. A, he did. He supported them years ago, and they were still booing him when they were on. Like that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's funny. Played um, by a real rock musician. That guy. I can't remember what his name was, but he's a real singer in a in a band. Was that guy? Um, and know. then uh, we've got the. Prob- I've written problem with the sandwich. Um, oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was trying. To, I was thinking about the bread. sandwich, but yeah, it's the bread, um, <laughs> which I think really goes on the lines of um, rock stereotypes of being really fussy and over the top. Although, yeah. I can see where his point comes from. It is very small bread. Um, it is, yeah, and you can't keep folding it, yeah. I love all that because he said in the end, he said, you know, it's okay, I'll rise up a bit, I'm professional. As if it was something really, really bad. I just love that. I say that over dramatic angle to it. And then the amps go up to 11, uh, which I think was the only comment we got on Twitter um, was a reference to that. Yeah. Um, that, that, I think that's my favourite part when the, amp, the, the amps go up to 11 line because... He he just really can't comprehend the idea of it. And and we've got the great bit in the hotel when they wanted to book seven suites, um, but they booked one suite on the seventh floor. <laughs> yeah. I like how, Yeah, I like how they keep acknowledging it as a minor problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can he complains to the manager guy and he says, Can you tell this this fruit cake? And he says, I'm just the way God made me, so I love that character with his big glasses on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love the fact that that there's such a problem with the album cover, you know, that they smell the glove and they can't see that it's sexist. They think it's just sex too. And so they get the when they finally get the album back and it's just a black cover, uh, which is quite effective, actually. It needs a sticker on it, though, doesn't it, to see what yeah. album it is. But I, like uh, but I love that. I the fact that the album does exist. Um, yes. I think I've got it on CD. Yeah, that soundtrack... Yeah. yeah, I have as well. Yeah, released a, a like an album in I think it was the early '90s, uh, like a reformed album. It's called Break Like the Wind, and it's <laughs> Final Tap. 
Uh, I think they were trying to get another movie on the go, but it never quite happened. I love the whole thing with the girlfriend, Janine, yeah. who, who turns up halfway through the tour, and that friction that is there between her and, and Nigel, and that sort of almost jealousy because it's his best friend and all that sort of thing. And where she she t- sort of takes over the band and controls David and everything like that. I think that's really, really clever angle to bring into a band, you know. Mm. Because uh, as much as this is the comedy, there's a lot of truth in it as regards of, you know, band politics and things like that and what goes on within a working band sort of thing and uh, what what can spoil a working band. And uh, I love all that about it. And it's just the right side of parody. It's just it's just yeah. got enough truth in it, you know, which is very clever, I think. And the thing with a comedy like this is it works, I think, better on rewatch because it's not a laugh out loud comedy. It's the the thing that makes me think it might be British is because of how dry the humour is. Oh yeah, definitely. No, it is. It's um, it, it's a, it's 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 got it has got that English sensibility into it really, um, because it isn't. I mean, it's it's a strange one this because. Um, I can't actually remember the first time I watched it because I've seen it so many times. So as I say the lines, the lines are sort of legendary to me. And as I say, I've been in bands all my life, and a lot of these lines have been used over and over since we first watched it. If you know what I mean, it sort of became like a great thing to quote Spinal Tap, even within not only with my, my own bands and stuff like that, but even other musicians that I know suddenly quote a Spinal Tap reference, like. It's like, you know, the, the band's sort of Bible, it were, for, for quotes and things like that. I think that's really, really clever. Because there's lots of really subtle things as well isn't it, throughout. Because uh, yeah. the comedies of that sort of era, um, if in terms of, like, the American side of things, is you've got your Harold Ramis films, like Va- Vacation and Caddyshack, and it's not really on the same lines as that sort of comedy. Quite... No, it's a different thing, really. It's, a, it's got it's got its own unique. There's not another film like this, really. No. Um, it's, they've never managed to do a film. I think it's, it's probably about time they did a film like another one like this, but like a rockumentary or, as such, uh, a parody. Because uh, I think it worked great, but but there's no other film that's come along like this. Yeah, yeah. No, it is clever how they managed to to make it. I think that's one of the the major. Achievements in the film is is making it look like it is a real band with a real history. And I say with all that old lovely footage, like they listen to the Foul People video and all that sort of thing, where it makes it really look like it was shot in the late 60s. And it's it's really clever like that. I think it's given a a false history that that appears really real. And from where it comes (laughs) off, a lot of the the band, the actors in the film, wrote the music. Um. According to the song yeah, definitely. credit, which I think definitely adds that feel to it. Um, oh yeah, definitely. No, it's, I mean like, like Big Bottoms as well, and and Stonehenge, where he's where he's where they get the, where they build that Stonehenge, and they think it's going to be 18 foot tall, and it's 18 inches, and it comes down from the from the gantries and stuff, and there's dwarfs dancing around it. Hmm. I think it's just hilarious, but uh, really, really great. And the bit where Derek Smalls, the uh, the, the bass player. He's stuck in the cocoon all the way through that song and only manages to get out just right at the end as he's meant to be getting back in it again. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. And then we've got um, the gig ex- their gig gets cancelled. Um, I've just written down rehearsals after that. Um, but I think uh, the, the next important part is the bus journey with their partners. 
Yeah, I love that. I said that friction between Janine and the rest of the band because when she turns up on Turtle Hill, so that's going wrong. And when because he's at the front of the bus and the, all the rest of the band are on the uh, the back of the bus playing the games and stuff, and and David's got that jumper on that Janine's knitted him, and he wants to take it off and go and play with the band and stuff. And that whole sort of friction is is just great, you know. She, she comes with her ideas and making masks for them all, doesn't she? With the zodiac signs and all that sort of business. See, without Janine, I'm thinking that maybe Nigel wouldn't have left later on in the film because I think, you know, the, the the reasons he left might have been the last straw and without Janine, oh, yeah, definitely. Know, have a very different that, That's what it was. It was the whole tension, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, it was the tension between them and the, the, the builds up, which is great, you know, because then Ian, the manager as well, quits, doesn't he? Because he's, he's dead enough for her as well. So yeah, I love all that. In, it's, it's the fact that she's not presented as a villain or anything. She's, you know, she's got her good intentions, and yeah, know. she's just an extra element, isn't she, inside the band that spoils it for him. <laughs> because you know, no one wants, you know, it's like Yoko Ono, isn't it? And the Beatles, you know, when she got involved, it sort of split the Beatles up. Really, it's a similar sort of vibe, really. One thing with the mockumentaries, it's not many of them have a, a consistent plot that you can say oh then this happens then this happens it's there there are there's a That's story about... but it's it's all about moments isn't it really yeah this is what the whole thing is building up is that that idea that has said that the band's on the wane as well i love that moment where one of their old songs is played on the radio and they get right excited and go and rush in to listen to it and the guy on the radio says and that was from the thamesman who then morphed into Spinal Tap and Spinal Tap are now in the Where Are They Now category and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Ultimate put-down. And it's just great because they're so excited that it's found and then so deflated that that's how they got described. You know, um, it's really clever. So then we've got No One Turns Up to Get uh, Smell the Glove Signed. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like the fact it's still called Smell the Glove. Yes, even though it's just a black cover. Because yeah. I believe the CD in itself is just, or at least my copy, is it's just called Spinal Tap. So. Yeah. Know, well, well, because obviously the, the soundtrack of the of the film is the soundtrack yeah. of the film, if you know what I mean. Even though it's meant to yeah. be packaged like, like it is Smell the Glove, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, then we've got um, uh, the eighteen-inch Stonehenge, which I think is great. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Easy mistake to make. He yeah. put 18 inches, didn't he, on the thing? Yeah. I like, I like how long it takes Ian, where he's, where it's sort of, oh, so when the real one's built, it'll be just like this, and it's... Yeah. yeah. It takes him ages to click that that is the real one. Yeah. I was about to say, I, I, I love when Derek Small's going through the airport customs and the metal detector detects the, the cucumber wrapped in, in, uh, wrapped in clipping film, or whatnot, um, baking... Foil into yeah, down his trousers. That's just a hilarious moment as well. Um, Ian yes. quits, yes. Um, which I forgot that Ian quit. To be honest, when I was watching it, um, right. and he doesn't come back, does he? Yeah, he comes back right at the end, doesn't he? Because he uh, sends yes. Nigel. AC sends uh, Nigel after yeah. Nigel quits. Yeah, he sends it, sends to in, uh, to the gig and says, "Let him know that the uh, I think Sex Farm has gone." In the charts in, in Japan, isn't it? Uh, so, so there's a tour for Japan, and that's I mean that's how the film ends, isn't it? With them on tour in Japan and everything back together, and you see Ian at the side of the stage with the cricket with the cricket bat, and Janine's there as well, but he's sort of as if he's got, which is which is good. 
But I love one of them last shows that they do as well with the where the the billing on the big uh, billboard outside is puppet show and spinal tap. Yeah. As if they're supporting a puppet show, which is absolutely classic. And she says, "Oh, well, you got a big dressing room." He says, "Oh, is it bigger than the puppets?" Brilliant. But yeah, and they have to improvise because they haven't got Nigel there, so they have to do a different type of set. They can't play any of the songs that he sings or he write. He's written. So they have to do Jazz Odyssey, which is uh, the bass player's tune that just goes on for like half an hour of him just improvising, which is great, you know. Um, it's funny. Although looking at that stage, I don't see how they could have had a puppet show. Um, that that was all I was thinking. No, that's true, no. <laughs> no. There's also that, that idea that when when the plane and uh, and David sort of goes over to Nigel, who's still at the side of the stage, and say, get on, come on, come on, join us, you know. Why his guitar's all set up and amped up and everything it, it, on stage when he's not meant to be there is another question entirely. But these things like that, you're not meant to look into, are you really? Yep, so we've got all it's the smaller... the plot. So they've been to all their smaller theatres and Nigel has quit partway through. Um, they, they then have a lot of free time where they can work on all the projects that they are wanting to do. And I like the idea of the Jack the Ripper musical. Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saucy Jack, you're a naughty one, and all that business. Yeah, it's good. No, that that I feel they could have, that that could have had an album or something as one of their later things. Yeah, yeah, it could have uh, spawned a sequel, couldn't it? But I don't know how well things like that would go off because whenever you extend a brand or when you pick up on a small thing that you know you think you want, a lot of people probably would complain saying that they're just milking it and. Well, that's the that's the problem. Isn't it? I'm, I mean, I'm I'm surprised that they've never sort of managed to get a sequel off the ground for this. I'd say there was a sort of resurgence in the early nineties when they did, did play like the Wind album. I don't know if they were trying. I think they did a tour as well, but I don't know if they were trying to do another film, but it never materialised, which is a shame, really. I, and I, I also know that I, I well, actually, there's, I saw the other day that Derek Small was uh, the bass player has done a solo album that's just been recently been released, actually. Uh, and I listened to one of the songs off it. It was absolutely terrible. <laughs> but uh, he's sort of made a comeback. I think he was maybe trying to get the band back together. But uh, but yeah, he's just on his own. So there's a Derek Small soul album out now, apparently. Yeah, I'm looking here at the moment and research because I read something about a Spinal Tap 2, but I can't see it now. Um, but I quite like how contained it is in the same way as well. Um, yeah, well, exactly. It does work as a self-contained thing. I mean, I, I watched, I've got the DVD, the two-disc two one, and um, yeah. there's, uh, there's a, and I didn't watch it today, I didn't get a chance, but there's, there's um, obviously documentaries on it as well, but there's also uh, about an extra hour of footage that they didn't put in the film that's hilarious as well, actually. I've got the two-disc, um, but I don't think I ever watched the second disc, which is surprising oh, yeah, of me. loads of extra footage on the, yeah, there's some really funny things in the, in the extra bits. They work on all their projects. Uh, Nigel returns to tell them that Sex Farm is in the charts in Japan and that they should reform, and that's my final note. Yeah. And that is how it ends, isn't it, with them uh, celebrating in, in Japan and I'm on tour and it all going really well. It's nice to have a nice, happy ending for it. I like how we have the clips over the credits as well. Yeah, I do, yeah, uh, yeah, it's great. There's some nice, nice bits in that as well, isn't there? Yeah. The only worry when you've got clips like that is that no one actually reads the credits. Because um, I, I, I... Well, nobody reads credits anyway, though. No. I, I like <laughs> Do you read to, the credits, Luke? I like to right. at times, but sometimes <laughs> I don't. If like if, if I no. really enjoy a film, like I, I love Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, 
yeah. every time I watch that movie, I feel the re- need to read the credits. And it's right. always so when you see how many people work on such a production, you know, it it makes me feel less yeah, bad about the how unprofessional some of my films look because it's like it's a team of <laughs> about five. So yeah. So final thoughts on Spinal Tap. Final thoughts on Spinal Tap. Well, it's certainly one of the most influential influential films uh, that I've ever seen. Certainly within my group of friends and the people uh, that I've sort of grown up with and stuff. This is one a legendary movie. As I say, still to this day, it's quoted. I mean, I was watching it today and there's so many lines like, um, check, check, this is mic number one, this is mic number one, isn't that? This is a lot of fun. I still say that now, but it's a gig to sound check. Uh, things like that, there's just lots and lots of lines um, that, you know, I've, I've I'd quoted back at me loads of uh, times in my life. So, it's a great film. Uh, I enjoyed rewatching it today. I'd say it's been a quite a few years since I've seen it, but I knew every single line in it. Yeah. Uh, but I, so I never get tired of it. It's a, it's a great film. So, yeah, I'd give it a definitely a, a 9.5 out of 10. Uh, I haven't even thought of it, give it uh, out of 10. Uh, you <laughs> really? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. It, it, it's almost a 10. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it upon rewatch because the first time round it was just a film that I found okay, but upon rewatch I yeah. enjoyed it a lot more. Um, yeah. Because I think I went into it expecting it to be laugh out loud and you know, like no, the comedies of yeah. the eighties. But... No, it's a lot more subtle isn't it? That's a lot more subtle. Well, that's the beauty of it, I think. That that's why it works on rewatch because you think, oh, I didn't notice that first time round and things like that. Yeah, exactly. There's, yeah, there's lots of little lines that could get lost uh, that you sort of pick up on the more you sort of watch it, really. Yeah, it's great. I, I say, when I picked it up, um, I don't know if you have the stores where you are, um, second-hand film and games in CEX. Um, mm. Do you have them? Yeah. Well, I picked this up, the two yeah, yeah, yeah. one for 50p, and the guy behind the counter Lovely. was very enthusiastic about it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's one that's a really nice standalone film and it works really well, and it's one that I'd like to see a, a remake or a sequel, or preferably not a remake, because I don't know how you'd remake a mockumentary. No. no, you wouldn't um, be able to, would you? No. Or if they do a reboot or something, something that at least acknowledges the fact of the original film existing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see them pick, up, pick them up where are they now, sort of thing, and maybe get them together for a reunion tour when they're all like, 75 or something, that might be fun, you know. <laughs> um, early Holmes ver- versions of the film, according to IMDb, um, included the music video of Hellhole and other extras, and had a disclaimer inserted at the right. very end saying that the band did not actually exist. Um, yeah, really? I don't know. Right. Um, I don't know if that would have been VHS or DVD, because the fact that it says at the end, after mentioning the bonus features, it could have just been a a VHS thing or something. Um, right. In Norway, the film was direct to video over two years later. Um, the title was changed to Help, We're in the Pop Business, um, oh which is a spin on the Norwegian title for Airplane, which was Help, We're Flying. Um, and the right. poster showed a guitar with a knot in it, similar to the Airplane on the Airplane poster. 
throughout the mm, film, an on-screen right. disclaimer reminds the audience that the band is fake. So throughout the film, they have to be reminded. Gosh, that's yeah, overdone it slightly, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, I think they, it seems odd that they take it with Airplane because they're both spoofs and they're essentially spoofing a spoof or mis-selling the movie. Um, so it's quite odd. I'm just going to Google a Spinal Tap yeah. British film. Um, it was released first in the United States, I believe, so I assume it was an American film. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. it's an American rock music mockumentary comedy film. Right, of a British rock band, yeah. Directed, co-written, scored by and starring Rob Rayner. So right. He did a lot. Um, he did. I saw in a charity shop recently that... Um, the BBC reviewed Spinal Tap as the funniest film ever made. Um, hmm. I wouldn't say it was the funniest film ever no. made because you said it's not, it's not, uh, you know, side-splittingly funny. It's I'd say it's a lot more subtle than that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's still one of my favourite comedies ever made. But I wouldn't say it was the funniest hmm. film ever made. Not not in a in a direct way. I can't think what I would call the funniest film ever made. Because I, I watch so much comedy, I think I very, very rarely laugh when I'm watching something. Um, right. Well, I, I still laugh. I mean, when I said with David Brent Life on the Road, I, yes. I watched that about four times and I laugh every single time at that. So we have a final segment on the show, uh, wherein, and I always okay. put limited thought into this because it's more fun that way. Um, okay. If you had to retitle the film, what title would you give it <laughs> um, <laughs> well uh, I don't know really, that's the difficult question I mean I don't want to swear either uh, because <laughs> I was going to mention the, the shark sandwich the, the review of shark sandwich might be quite a good yeah. title but um, probably couldn't uh, put that on DVDs or advertisements or anything no that's true that's true um, yeah uh, maybe Big Bottoms might yeah. be quite fun. Uh, although um, it doesn't really... Sum, I mean, this is Spinal Tap sums up the whole movie, doesn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, although it's always just referred to as Spinal Tap, so maybe it never needed the This Is. Um, oh, that's yeah, true, yeah. That's, that's a bit of a way out of my answer. But yeah. on top of that, Spinal Tap apparently was originally going to be spelt with a Y instead of an I, so maybe oh, that okay. would be my, right. cheat, my cheat way out. Um, but I suppose it's about the point to start wrapping up. Uh, yes. Yeah, quite quickly. Um, so where can our Sounds listeners find you? They can find us at uh, Prog to Who. Our, our podcast is called Prog to Who. Uh, we've got a website. Just go Prog to Prog to Who into Google and find us uh, for the podcast. Our band's called River Sea. Uh, so do check us out. And I'm Mark Atkinson with a C, and I gig for a living playing. Clubs and clubs all over the Yorkshire and Cumbria area. So if you ever get a chance to see me come down, that would be lovely. Um, and I myself, you can find me on Twitter, the Ginger Luke at Llama underscore Bottle Zero. You can see me on YouTube at Bottle O Productions. And please be seated. The podcast you can find on whatever podcast service you're listening to this on. Um, you can find us on Twitter at, if you excuse the pun, please be tweeted. And you can find us on Facebook. Please be seated. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode and goodbye. Bye. See you soon. Bye bye.